0: chapter 7 of the book of love by paolo mantagazza this LibriVox recording is in the public domain how love is preserved and how it dies 2 the man who brutally opposes the holy and noble aspirations of woman for a higher participation in mental work signs his own sentence and when he cynically sends her back to the bed or to nursing cares he resigns himself to knowing only the coarsest and most brutish part of the joys of love you may be the strongest male and the wisest libertine but venus herself descended from the heaven of the ideal would tire you and for you too would arrive the hour of dislike then you would curse the vanity of love and execrate life reciting the litany of lamentations and disappointments which from madam down has been repeated by all those who know not how to love and are bestially ignorant of the laws of the economy of strength we must elevate woman more and more in order not only to fulfil an act of justice but also to enlarge the field of our joys and increase the value of our voluptuousness a great step has been made in this direction by transforming the female of the polygamous gynaeceum into the mother of a family but this new freedman of modern civilization is merely tolerated not considered equal to us like an orphan taken from the street and living with the members of a family but not forming an integral part of it if the concubine has become a mother a great step still remains to be made in order that she may become a woman or to put it in a better way become a female man a most noble and delicate creature who shall think and feel as we do and think and feel in a feminine way thus completing in us the aspect of things of which we see only a part and bringing to us in the meditations and struggles of life that precious element which only the daughter of eve can give us if from woman you want nothing but the joys of love then sow sentiments and ideas in her she is like the bee that changes sugar and nectar and the fluid of every flower into honey make her wise and wisdom will be transformed into caresses make her strong and she will use her strength to enrich you make her great and she will place her greatness at your feet for a kiss fear not she will never place her foot upon the neck of man because she loves him too much and because to become a tyrant she would be compelled to amputate the better part of herself abdicating her omnipotence where man and woman are bound together by the three natures of sense sentiment and thought love is easily preserved by its own nature and without any need of artifice some fortunate individuals ask with astonishment why their love should never cease and love lives in them warm tenacious invincible and only with death is extinguished instantaneously like the porcelain bowl very old but always new which falls from the hands of the inexperienced servant and perishes as it was created beautiful and brilliant it is not so when voluptuousness is all or nearly all of love then the easiest way to preserve it is to keep always some drops of desire in the cup of love so that between embrace and embrace voluptuousness is never quite extinguished giving a deeply sexual character to the common relations of habits conversations and family intercourses this is an indirect but sure advantage ever produced by chastity between two creatures that love each other without having the fortune to participate in any treasures beyond those of the senses it is opportune to remember that every virtue is the fruitful mother of other virtues the preservation of love is one of the most sacred rights or duties incumbent upon woman although we cannot refuse with impunity to take an active part in this mission we however are too light-minded too polygamous too exacting in our sudden desires to find prudence and economy of love easy virtues for us to see all to touch all to want all and at once such is the childish appearance of many virile loves woman loves more than we but she foresees pre fears in love too she is a good provider and while she picks the flower for the joy of to-day knows how to preserve the fruit for the dreary winter woe to her if she joins in the thoughtlessness of her prodigal companion they will make together a splendid bonfire of their affections of their voluptuousness renewing alas too soon the thousandth edition of the story of the grasshopper and the ant if the women who will read my book should learn nothing but this one thing i would believe that they have had a just compensation for the tediousness which they may have experienced and i shall be happy for not having written in vain to promote the welfare of the dearer part of the human family with the right given to me by a long and troublesome experience by a deep untired study of the human heart i pray and entreat and conjure them to close with their white little hands and their rosy lips the lips of the man who too ardently begs their love let them say no and no again and bury the yes of the friend under a shower of flowers preserving the desire for other supplications and other battles every sacrifice will be compensated a hundredfold and for a caress denied to-day they will receive ten to-morrow woman is an old teacher of sacrifice and let her use this practical wisdom in preserving love which is the air she breathes the blood which gives life to her love which is her dearest treasure never should she say yes before having said no at least once if she truly loves the prodigal friend she should say for the days of famine the crumbs which now fall from his hands and which to-day he despises let her be the stewardess of love as she already is that of the household let man fecundate and woman preserve let him conquer and let her keep the booty if genital chastity is the virtue which better than any other preserves vulgar loves a certain chastity of sentiment and thought a certain reserve of manner and forms are also indispensable if sublime loves are to last the man must never see his wife nude nor should the woman ever behold her companion nude. before her veils and mists leaves and flowers must shade the man and woman in sense sentiment and intellect the infinite is the only thing that man never tires of loving contemplating studying just because it is neither weighed nor measured and so it is in love the beautiful the true the good of the creature whom we love must be infinite because they must not be seen weighed or measured by us a sun that passes from the crepuscule of the morning to the evening twilight and never entirely reveals itself such is eternal and immutable love that fears no frost of winter or hurricanes of summer that dies standing like the ancient heroes study the fortunate men who are not only capable of arousing but also of preserving great passions and you will behold in them all those exalted virtues which may be grouped under the name of crepuscular politics a beauty that has more grace than splendour more seduction than heat a flexibility that retains strength an authority that can be made to smile and a nature that is smiling rather than laughing a deep and tender kindness and a genius that has more spirit than grandeur such are the great preservative powers of love grace more than beauty preserves love because it has more crepuscular hues sympathetic natures more than beautiful ones preserve love kind natures more than grand ones wit more than genius there are men and women who at first sight do not make any great impression but on every hair of their head they seem to have a hook and in every pore of the skin a leech so that no sooner have you come into intimate contact with them than you find yourself seized by a thousand grap- and absorbed by a thousand cupping glasses as though a gigantic polyp had seized you in the absorbing coils of its manifold tentacles love is dead without possibility of resurrection when unlike all living things there is no galvanism to awaken the slumbering nerves no wave of blood to rouse the heart but love also has swoons and syncopes and like the rotifer may die provisorily and desiccate awaiting a beneficial rain to restore it to life whoever denies this virtue in love then believes that love is baser than the rotifer and has never known the most elementary physiology of life and affection there is for love as for any other organism a real death and an apparent one the former is inexorable the latter curable like any other malady by having recourse to skill and knowledge how often has a love apparently dead resuscitated as live as ever probably more alive than before and this heralded as a miracle is one of the usual mysteries of the heart for life was not extinguished but only latent as no dead really and truly dead with the exception of lazarus has ever been seen to rise again a nerve was still sensitive a desire could still be resuscitated and the apparently dead comes to life again physicians remark that apparent death is much more frequent in cases of hysteria catalepsy and in all forms of neurosis it is then natural that many loves alive but believed to be dead have been interred through a most cruel mistake since an organism more nervous more cataleptic and more hysterical than love is difficult to find in the entire world of the living in our case however the burial is less dangerous because love itself opens every coffin every grave overturns every cloud and appears to you saying do not weep here i am very rarely does love die a violent death and cases called by that name are wounds ruptures syncopees, and nothing more real death occurs through senility and after long illness duty frequently commands not to love him or her who suddenly has seemed base and infamous to us but love sentenced to death weeps despairs but does not want to die sent back to prison without light without food it defies hunger darkness cold but does not die the public perhaps believes that it has disappeared from the face of the earth as has happened with illustrious prisoners plunged into the stillness of a castle but love lives in those depths and groans convulsed by a prolonged agony until at last with him who feels it it dies a merciful death if the appearance of a new creature on the path of life seems to kill love violently it is because it was not true love and if it really were such the battle will be relentless and long and the prince of affections will die as in other cases a lingering death when we shall once and for ever have ceased to call love that which is the desire of the flesh and the pride of possession that sentiment will appear to us as a much more beautiful thing greater and more honourable than is ordinarily supposed many miracles will at last be explained as very simple physical phenomena and many obscure mysteries will be exposed to light to cause love to gush forth from the rock of indifference is a fascinating prodigy to rouse it from its slumber is a desirable power to sow the path of our life with love and desires may be the splendid pride of every living creature but to cherish the conquered love to preserve it pure and bright to bring it impunely through the cyclones of life the fogs of november and the frost of december to guide it healthy and robust from the spring of youth to the border of the grave that it may die like the mexican victim amid choruses of admiration and adorned with flowers of eternal freshness is one of the highest ambitions to which we can aspire it is as beautiful a thing as to create a work of art it is as useful an achievement as to become rich it is as great a feat as to reach glory it is said by many that the most natural way for love to die is to transform itself into friendship but several times already i have made clear to the reader what i think of sexual friendships perhaps in some very rare cases neither of the two lovers remembers that the beloved one belongs to the other sex but how can the loves of the entire past be forgotten how can we suddenly obliterate the ardent remembrances of the many years of love if for a dead love the sweet custom of friendly visit can be substituted if a man and a woman can forget that they are man and woman what name will this new and singular affection deserve perhaps that of automatic habit and i will send the psychical phenomenon back to the laboratory of the physiologist that he may study it together with the unconscious and reflected motions End of chapter 7